0: desert diaries hello arizona calling and oh we have had some adventures this week it's been a while since we ventured out in the camper aka mr brightside aka the beast mainly is it's been too boiling anywhere within a few hours drive to actually go and camp out but with the arrival of october and fall break aka half term venture out we did now we're both a bit ruddy busy at work right now so we didn't have heaps of time to go gadding off across the country unfortunately plus we had universally failed to find someone who could come in and feed the cat slash lizard slash fish slash whatever other animal waif and strays the 10 year old had brought into the house whilst we weren't looking sidebar we managed to swerve an entire tank of snails she tried to smuggle in last week because quote some boys at school were being mean to them out in the playground. (laughs) So we knew we needed to go somewhere where we could pop back and pet the kitty cats and feed disgusting insect larva to the bearded dragon. You know, just your normal day. Luckily, we live in Arizona. So now that it's a bit cooler, finding somewhere fairly close to civilization that feels like it's in the middle of nowhere is actually pretty easy. So we settled on Cave Creek Regional Park, which is literally 30 minutes from our house. This did kind of remind me of the year that we'd moved house in Manchester and were consequently broke. And so our holiday that year comprised of a long weekend in Wigan. (laughs) Now, in case you're unfamiliar with Wigan's work, I shall just say one word, pies. Look it up. But it's a town about half an hour northwest of Manchester. And aside from the proximity to our house, this is where Wigan ceases to have any comparison with Cave Creek Regional Park. Okay, now we'd headed up to this neck of the woods before, much earlier in the year when we first got the RV, but we had a much more eventful experience this time. We arrived on Friday afternoon, breathed in the air, gawped at the mountains, opened a beer, gawped some more at the most obscenely beautiful sunset I've seen in some time. Arizona really does put on a show. We trundled out with the dogs just as that sunset was coming to an end and pretty quickly found ourselves in the pitch dark. Arizona doesn't really do long drawn out evenings or prolonged dusks. It's boiling hot. Orange skies, then black. All fairly rapidly. It's amazing how once you're away from the streetlights and buildings of a town or city and out in the real dark, how quickly your eyes do adjust to the blackness. And even with the light of just a slither of moon, you can see a fair amount of what's around you. Which is how? <laughs> out of the corner of my eye, I saw something quite substantial. Scuttle. Just inches past the ten-year- old's foot, I think that was the exact sound that came out of my mouth. What is that? The substantial object had stopped scuttling. I warily turned on the torch on my phone. My mouth said that's a that's a tarantula. Now, the last time I'd seen a tarantula was when a guy called Safari Phil from Salford had come to my house on my daughter's birthday party, bringing a selection of creatures. I got on board with pretty much all of them, except for Foxy Love, as she was called. If memory serves, a Mexican red-kneed tarantula. It was only after seeing a large group of six-year-olds handle her without fear that I'd steeled myself just ever so slightly stroke her hairy back just before she went back into her box. I can tell you now, seeing a tarantula in the wild, quite a different experience to seeing one in your front room. Do you know, it it was almost surreal. How can something this massive just be trotting around the desert, just feet from where we were going to sleep? If you missed the video I posted to my Instagram stories, at Sam Walker Radio, I'll make a collection for you. It's a bit grainy, the video, but it's very clearly a mahoosive black spider. After a while of being gawped at, it scuttled off back into the desert again. Yeah, still just feet from our van. Well, that's another one to tick off the list, said Dave, of the Arizona Big Eight. Now, I don't know if this is an actual thing or we've made it up ourselves, but the Arizona Big Eight consists of the major animals we'd never encountered until we moved here and still haven't encountered them all, in fact, to this day. They include coyotes, tick. Bobcats, oh, so cute, and tick. Javelina, those massive wild pigs, tick. Scorpions, yeah, unfortunately, tick, 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 tick. Tarantulas, now a tick. Rattlesnakes, not yet a tick. Mountain Lion and Gila Monster, also as yet both without a tick. So five down, three to go, eh? (laughs) The next day, whilst perhaps foolishly wandering down a dried up riverbed, ducking beneath massive spider's webs and feeling a little bit on edge, we encountered another of the big eight – javelina the 10 year old yelled as we caught a flash of a big furry pelt in the bushes ahead i'm sure with four humans and two dogs they may not have caused us any bother but javelinas have been known to attack dogs who they see as coyotes their biggest predators and if the javelinas are in a pack especially if they've got young and the dogs are not well then they might well charge teeth clacking as I have read. Now, as curious as I am to hear what the clacking teeth of a javelina might sound like, we thought it was best to turn around and walk away. Later that night, in fact, in the wee small hours, we lay, oh, eyes wide open, listening to what was very clearly a pack of coyotes attacking a javelina. (sighs) Very close by. It sounded exactly as you might imagine. Nature really is brutal. We got half a tick off the Arizona Big Eight list the next day when we saw a dead diamondback snake. Rattler, yeah, again, just feet from our van. We weren't sure what had killed it, but it had a wound around its neck. On a hike later that morning, we sat and watched a beautiful, bold eagle circling the nearby mountains and wondered if he or she was the cause of death for the rattler. Dave went on a longer hike the next day and twice stopped dead when he heard the clack, clack, clack of a rattle coming from the desert. I had to drive home on Sunday night for an early morning Monday meeting and, of course, feed the kitties and the lizard and the fish. But I headed back out into the desert after lunch on Monday for a final night chilling out. What's that dog sniffing at? (laughs) I casually asked Dave as I saw her snuffling out of the corner of my eye as we drank our beers and ate our s'mores by the warmth of the campfire. Oh, nothing. It's probably a fly, he said. It's, it's night (laughs) time, I pointed out. Oh yeah, he said, and then turned to the ten-year-old. Go and have a look. I bet it's a scorpion, she shrieked. I'm not going. It won't be. It's probably nothing, said Dave, slowly easing himself out of the chair and ambling over. Oh, you know, she's right. It is, he said, as it then dawned on me I wasn't wearing any shoes. I really do need to get better at this going out into nature story. Luckily, he was wearing shoes and, well, say no more. I'd like to say the final night in the van went off without a hitch, but there was an incident... We now refer to as Mothgate because somehow the world's largest moth managed to get into the van and settle down to chill out on the 10 year olds shoulder as she slept. We were woke at about 4 a.m. with an almighty shriek. We emerged out of our bedroom bleary eyed saying, I'm sure it's nothing. It's probably just your hair brushing against your neck. And oh, then we saw it. Oh, an insect so huge, it had clearly mated with the eagle we'd seen earlier on that day. Now, whilst we knew the moth wasn't going to attempt to do us in like so many other critters we'd come across that weekend, you try and get back to sleep when something that huge is merrily cavorting around your bedroom. It took us not an inconsiderable amount of time to find a cup large enough to capture it in, by which time the dogs were excited and convinced it was morning and therefore wanted to go out and, oh, okay, sleep, who needs it? An hour or so later, though, watching the hot air balloons rise above the desert floor in the distance just as the sun came up. Oh, it was magic. I think even the tarantulas enjoyed it. You don't get that in Wigan. I'll see you in the desert.